0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to our inaugural live stream effort of the Basketball Rules Expert. Something new that we're trying. It's super exciting. It is super scary for me. There's new technology that I have to be in command of. It's a one-man show, and so uh, it's, it's exciting and scary at the same time. Um, welcome, everybody, um, both live and on replay right? If you're part of the live crew, you can use hashtag live crew. If you're part of the replay crew watching later, uh, replay crew hashtag works as well. Um, We're going to be looking at plays today, but we're also, this show is part of a ramp up, a slow ramp up to the upcoming 2021-22 season. We all got, um, in different ways, affected by Uh, pandemic-related issues, and our season may have been taken away from us or impaired or reduced or compressed and what have you. So we're super excited to start focusing on the upcoming season. It's early. It's June, right? Um, We're going to have weekly shows every Wednesday, 7 a.m., and I can let you know that because I have the ability to say, pardon me, I can run that video, right? This is part of my learning curve. Um, Every Wednesday, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, we will have the live show. In addition, we're going to have five play Fridays starting a week from this Friday. Every Friday morning, we will have five play Friday. We will look at plays, talk about plays, and get better as basketball officials. In addition... We're going to have master class Mondays every Monday, or at least twice a month on Mondays. We're going to have a master class on a specific topic. Could be correctable errors. Could be restarts, throw ins, free throws, jump balls, blood situations, fight situations, how to adjudicate, etc. One specific topic. Cover the full breadth of it one hour masterclass on Mondays twice a month. So we have a a number of live shows coming up and I'm super excited about them and also super scared. (laughs) Let's see who's in the house. So we have a new NQ strategy, right? If you're new to me, you're new to the channel, put new in the comments, put where you officiate from, right? I'd love to meet you. If you're new to me, my name is Greg Austin. I can do this because I have skills. My name is Greg Austin with a BetterOfficial.com, where we craft video to help basketball officials get better and take control of their officiating career. In addition, if you have a question, preface it with the letter Q. It makes it easier for me to find in the comments um, and I will address as many questions as I can here. That's certainly the the purpose of the show. Um, We're going to look at plays today, um, but let's also talk about, so for me, right, this is a brand new experience, scary, right? And then I think, well, you know, what about a brand new official, right? How would you um, guide them in their process of, well, what are you going to do? You just, you have to go take the court. You have training. I have some training with this technology. Obviously, I have some training being in front of the camera, but you have some training. Go adjudicate the game and make the game the top priority. Make that the focus of your efforts is facilitating the game and focus on the administration of the game, right? As a brand new official, if you're focused on putting the game first and administering the game, you're going to be in the best possible position right? Your judgment, your calls, the things you do, et cetera. When you look over for the technology button and what have you, that's that can all be improved, but just go forward. So that's the plan. That's my plan is just go forward, put the show first, put the uh, people in the chat first and go from there. And I see we have a lot of people in the chat and that is fantastic. And we'll get to that. All right. So who's in the house? Let's start there. We've got Latrell Day in the house. Awesome. Latrell, good to see you. Alfred Kennedy, much appreciated. You see, I have skills. I could put comments on the screen. <laughs> Umar says, miss five play Fridays. I miss them too. And the exciting thing is we will have five play Friday live starting a week from Friday. That'll be the 18th of June, and we'll go every Friday, looking at plays, breaking down positioning, call accuracy, demeanor, how we could handle, you know, that's how we get better as basketball officials. Rick Watson is in the house. Good to see you, Rick. Fantastic. Pancake man making me hungry. It is, uh, you know, pancake time of day. Fantastic. Shondell Bryant in the house. Jason has his play scenario. We're going to get to that. Excellent. Oh, you didn't preface it with a Q, right? That's a T That right there. Jason, that's on you. All right. Oh, Rick. So is there some technology issues? Let me know about that. Um, it is what it is. I'm moving forward with the game. All right. So I'm going to do this sexy transition and let's get started with the show. (music) Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Basketball Rules Expert. This YouTube show where we take National Federation of High School Rules, we lift them off the printed page, we breathe life in them, we simplify, clarify, amplify so that you can take them with you onto the basketball court. Greetings again everybody, my name is Greg Austin with A Better Official. I've been a high school basketball official for over a decade and I consider myself to be a basketball rules expert. This show is about helping you become a basketball rule expert as well. Before we get started with the show, I'd like to thank some show supporters. Jeff Glynn, Eric Lovorn, Robert Pappas, Bobby Crockett, and super supporter Don Cash. Much appreciated and much love. If you want to buy us a coffee, you can always go to abetterofficial.com All right, let's look at our first play scenario. Upon returning to the court prior to the third period, the officials are informed that the official scorer took the book with them to the locker room at halftime. The officials rule a team technical foul on the home team and begin the third period with free throws. Were the officials correct? Yes or no? All right, that all worked pretty well. I feel good about myself. My first call of the game was excellent, right? My confidence is buoyed, right? I got that sequence correct. All right, so you come out of the locker room at halftime. This has happened to me. This play has happened to me. And here's the dynamic. You come out of the locker room at halftime, you go to the division line, you're set up as a crew, and the visiting coach makes a beeline right to you and says, the home team took the book to the locker room. That happened to me before, I got a technical foul, you need to assess a technical foul and you need to do it now, right? Whoa, whoa, we were just talking about what we're gonna do this weekend at the end of our halftime discussion and now we have a rule situation, right? I call this, this is a kind of rule situation that I call, it's kind of a punch in the face, right? Where did this come from? What do we have? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. What do we know? Et cetera, et cetera. So it's an intriguing scenario. Anybody have a solution in this, uh, in this play scenario? All right, Latrell. Mm, I see Rick. Okay. So uh, if anybody has a, a, a ruling on this play, feel free. So we have a situation where the home book, right? Our official scorebook, you know, the, the, the person who uh, is the scorer is affili- closely affiliated with the team. And they went into the locker room at halftime and they took the book with them. Is this a penalty by rule in National Federation of High School Basketball Rules? The answer is no. No, it is not. It is discouraged behavior, but there is no penalty. If the officials feel that the book was compromised in any fashion, they can replace with the visitor's book, but there is no penalty. Okay. Critical in these situations though, right? The situation we described, we have a nice halftime discussion. We talked about the game. We talked about our strategy going forward, et cetera. Maybe it's a low temperature game. Maybe it's a high temperature game, what have you. We took a little me time at the end, right? We're uh, relaxing and maybe we disconnect from the game and we're thinking, well, I'll go back out on the court and I'll reconnect with the game. I'll look at the score, you know, what have you. And yet we get presented with this rule scenario, right? The critical component here, the thing that's absolutely essential is that we make, as a crew, make a ruling in the situation, whether the ruling is right or whether the ruling is wrong. We have to make a ruling on the situation. We make the ruling. We explain the ruling, right? It's like we are going to assess a technical foul. It's a team technical. You can't do that. What have you? We are not going to assess a technical foul by rule. What have you? We're going to make a decision as a crew, and we are going to commit to that. We are going to communicate that to all parties involved, and then we are going to move on. Because if you don't do that, if you let it linger, right? So, in my scenario, I know this is a technical foul in NCAA women's, which I also do. Is it a technical foul in high school? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure, right? that not being sure is, can affect you greatly. So I am not sure. That's a problem. But if we make a ruling and we say, look, I don't know that it is illegal. I do not know that it is illegal. This is not going to be a technical foul. This is not a technical foul by rule. This is not a technical foul by rule. Bad behavior, scorekeeper, don't do that again. And we are going to move on without penalty. Right, and then we can move on and say we have made our decision, we've left it behind. If we don't do that, if we let it linger, we're going to be a crappy official for the first few minutes of the second half. That's the bottom line. So, in this instance, we're going. Were the officials correct? Yes. Wait, what did they rule? Oh, (laughs) so in this instance, were the officials correct? No. No, they were not. This is not a technical foul by rule. All right, let's take a look. All right, so it sounds like we're still buffering, um, but uh, I don't have a lot of things that I can do at this point, so I'm going to move forward. but here's how I'm going to move forward. After team B has another player foul out, yet another player foul out, they have only four eligible players. In a gesture of fair play, team A coach says they will only use four players as well. The officials rule that they may not do this and that they must have five players participating. Were the officials correct, yes or no? All right, maybe the team starts with five, one player fouls out, they have only four remaining. However, you know, they had started with 10, six players foul out, but however they do it, they have only four remaining. The other coach says, I don't wanna play 5 on four. Maybe it's, maybe the game is not competitive. Maybe it's 40 to 20 in the fourth period, right? By rule, by rule, are they allowed to participate with four instead of five? No, no, they are not. They must have five if they have five available, right? So what are we going to do in this situation? What are you going to do? You have this situation occur in your game. You know that they must participate with five. Are there any solutions to be had, right? That's a good, you know, that's what we'd like to think through in this situation. Thank you Don Cash super supporter. So, uh I'd look I'd be looking for creative solutions. How can we resolve the situation? One is we have to have five players participating, right? Coach, how about this? I know you don't want to play 4 on you want 5 on 4. How about this? How about you have one of your players be on the court and not participate. They can just stand there at the division line on the court. Would that work? Would that work? Yes, that would work, right? Now we have we have uh, complied with the rules and we have found a solution. And that player is going to be, <laughs> they're going to be in purgatory over there. They, You know, the game is going on. It's right there. They're going to want to play. But that is a solution, okay? But well, let's also look at the spectrum. We always want to look at the full spectrum that these rules apply to, right? State, high school, state playoff game, Third grade kids learning how to play peewee. The rules apply to everybody, right? Where in the spectrum are you in this game, and what kind of solution is best fits? Right? It's a it's a a, a summer league game, and what have you? You know the rule. What the rule is? We can have the players stand at the division line. We can have them like step off the court and we don't notice that, they're obviously not leaving the court, etc. That's a solution as well, okay? Everybody says buffering. Well, I don't know how to resolve that, so I'm just gonna continue to move forward. I'll work on that for next time and I apologize. All right, so in the end, the officials say they must participate with five. Were the officials correct? Let's see. I see. I got to do that. Okay. Were the officials correct? Yes. Yes, they were. From behind the three point line, A1 sees A2 make a backdoor cut to the basket. A1 passes the ball towards the ring and A2 leaps for a potential alley oop dunk. The ball, however, enters and passes through the goal directly from A1's pass and is not touched by A2. The officials rule this to be a pass and therefore only a two-point goal. Were the officials correct? Yes or no. So, you know, in a situation where it's clearly not a try for goal, right? It is a pass to a teammate that inadvertently passes through the goal that the pass originated from beyond the three-point arc, what is the ruling on that play, right? It's pretty straightforward. And I can find it in a case play, give me just a second, here, right? We have a similar situation in this case play 5.2.1 situation B. Score the three points for team B. A ball that is thrown into a team's own goal. From behind the three-point arc, scores three points, regardless of whether the thrown ball was an actual try for goal. Okay? That's a really critical component. The rule states, the case play slash rule states, that a thrown ball from beyond the three-point goal from the three-point line, is to be considered a three-point goal by rule, right? Just that fundamental concept is really critical. Buffering issue remains. I apologize, but we're going to move forward. No, we're not going to move forward there. We're going to move forward there. Nice. From behind the three-point line, that's the play I just read. Okay, never mind. Give me just a second. And now we're going here. Hmm. I did not have to set that up properly. Buffering continues to be a problem. We'll be working on that going forward. Obviously, that's going to be critical to the success of this live stream. All right. From near the division line, A1 whips a pass towards A2 near the basket. The ball deflects off of defender B2's head up in the air and passes through the basket. The officials rule this to be a three-point goal. Were the officials correct? Yes or no, right? Maybe it's even an overhand pass, right? The player throws to his teammate, the defender not looking, bounces off their dome, up into the air, and goes into the basket. The officials say, score it and rule a three-point goal. Were the officials correct? Come on, that can't be right, or can it, right? So again, we have a ball that is thrown from beyond the three-point arc, okay? Let's imagine a scenario where instead of whipping a pass, a player rises up to shoot. The defender from behind the three-point line jumps up, contacts the basketball. Slight touch of the basketball, right? But the ball continues on and goes in. Despite of that touch, what do we count that? Is that a two-point goal because the defender had uh, status from inside the three-point arc? No, that's a three-point goal. So it's a three-point goal because the, the offensive player was throwing the ball from behind the three-point line. In spite of the contact by the defender, that has no bearing on the play. If uh, we'll talk about another scenario here. So, In this instance, this is a three-point goal by rule. Remembering that fundamental concept that we learned in the previous play. A thrown ball from behind the three-point line that goes in the basket counts as three points in National Federation of High School Basketball Rules. We can take that with us onto the court. We always know that. When something strange happens, okay, It has to be, uh, right, so let's imagine the scenario, though, where the same play, A1 throws to A2, but A3 is in the way, and it bounces off of his dome into the basket, right? In this instance, since it was a teammate, there is no goal, by rule. All right, fantastic. Hmm. all right if there are any additional questions you can let me know uh it's the chat seems pretty quiet so um for future episodes why don't we think about what are you going to be working on yourself uh for in the anticipation of the upcoming season we all need to work on fitness. I know myself, I had no season in, uh, this last season. I did not participate. I look forward to participating in the upcoming season. I am heavy. I'm heavier than I've ever been. So I have some work to do. Right. And that's going to be a constant focus of mine. Um, what are you working on? Right. Um, will you be going to camps? Will you be going to hiring camps? Will you be going to uh, just a high school level camp? Where are you at? Are you looking for uh, to upgrade your schedule to varsity from non-varsity or playoff from varsity, etc.? We're all getting better together. All right. Let's see. All right. Fantastic. Okay. All right, this is a short inaugural episode. Obviously, I have some work to do on the buffering side of things. I appreciate everybody joining. You can join us next Wednesday as well for another episode. And I will be a more experienced official in terms of administering a live stream. And we'll look to improve uh, every each and every week. And I look forward to seeing you then. I I look forward to seeing you then. Um, Let me just wrap up the show and we'll exit. All right. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Much appreciated and much love. Oh, wait a minute. Got it. Hmm. Much appreciated and much love. I'd like to thank our show supporters today. Jeff Glynn Eric Lovorn, Robert Pappas, Bobby Crockett, and again, super supporter, Don Cash. Much appreciated and much love. You can always buy us a coffee at abetterofficial.com slash coffee. All right. We have additional video content for you. Make your choice. Choose wisely. And we'll see you in the very next video. Take care. All right. And to the live crew and the replay crew, thank you very much for joining me today. Look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Peace.